0: This is Brother John Metter and I greet everyone in the precious name of Jesus. Uh and since I pre-recorded this broadcast, I can't give you any testimonies of what's happened at our meeting, but the uh broadcast of uh September the first, there should be testimonies of what's come out of the meeting, how God has moved, and they will be posted on our ministry page on Facebook. I will be giving testimonies on the radio and different things, different miracles God has done, great deliverance, and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost that God is bringing forth. But I want to uh, go into the book of Ephesians. The Lord has really channeled me in this for uh several years now, encouraging people to fight for the faith and to contend, for the faith according to Jude, which was once delivered to the saints. And Paul starts out in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and this is where I want to go. And I'm going right to the very first verse of Ephesians 4. Paul said, i therefore the prisoner of the Lord. And Paul made this statement because he was imprisoned in his house in Rome, Italy, He had his own hired house, but he was still under house arrest. He was still a prisoner, and he said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. You know, people don't know, but Paul's epistles, which is three-fourths of the New Testament, came out of those two years or however long he was uh, in jail. I know it tells us that he dwelt two years in his own hired house, Preaching unto those that came to him, no man hinder him. So they didn't hinder what he preached. They didn't hinder what he done. He was just under house arrest, and he had to stay there. Let me go to the very last chapter of the book of Acts, which is chapter 28. And let me get over here uh, so I can validate what I'm telling you. And it is verse 30 in Acts chapter 28. And this is what it says, And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house, and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concerned the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. So Paul was a prisoner, but... He was under house arrest. And when the Jews came to him in Rome, this is in verse 23 of Acts 28, And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging, and whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God. See, I keep trying to tell people that there's no other gospel to preach. There's no gospel but the gospel of the kingdom. Go back and check. Your Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, look up the word kingdom of heaven, look up the word kingdom of God, look up the word kingdom in your Gospels and see what Jesus taught. Matthew 13 is parables pertaining to the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is not heaven. Heaven is a place. The kingdom of heaven is the existence of the resurrected Christ living on the inside of you and taking control of your life and letting his life be made manifest in your mortal flesh. And the whole chapter, Matthew 13, is nothing but parables pertaining to the kingdom of God. The whole book of Matthew is parables pertaining to the kingdom of God. And it says he opened their mouth and his mouth and taught them in parables. And without parables, he didn't teach them. And when the disciples questioned him, they, they said, Lord, why do you teach them parables? He said, because unto you it is given to know the mysteries. Of the kingdom of God. There were mysteries. Jesus spoke mysteries. There were mysteries that were kept secret. From the foundation of the world. There were things revealed. Down through the generations. And down through the years. That God told Daniel. I think a couple of different times. Seal up the book. Seal up the vision. For it is at the time of the end. When the seven thunders uttered. And John the apostle Heard him when he was in, uh, speaking in Revelation. I believe somewhere around the 10th chapter. He said he heard those seven thunders utter and he started to write and the voice of the Lord said, seal up the book. Write it not. Seal it up. So there's things that have been sealed and kept secret since the foundation of the world and all down through the ages. Mysteries that God has brought into being, that God has begun to manifest in people's lives and now He is going to reveal them unto this last day generation. He's going to reveal them unto us uh, that we can walk with Him and the very life of Jesus can be made manifest in our mortal flesh. That it can be made manifest uh, in our mortal flesh. So, Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. The disciples preached the gospel of the kingdom when Philip the evangelist went to Samaria. It says, and when they believed his preaching of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, great signs and wonders and miracles, every word Jesus preached, signs, Follow the preaching of the kingdom. You can, reach, you can preach salvation, you can preach repentance, you can preach clean living, you can preach all these things and there will not be these signs to bear witness of the gospel but when you preach the gospel of the kingdom when you teach people that Christ will come and take uh, his abode in their mortal flesh and he will manifest himself in their lives uh, and when people look on them uh, they will see Christ revealed Uh, that is the kingdom of God being made manifest is Christ being revealed in us Christ uh, being made manifest and revealed in your mortal flesh when they see this then they'll know by the miracles by the signs by the wonders and this is what Jesus was saying in Matthew 24 and 14 when he said in this gospel of the kingdom will first be preached into all the world for a witness and then and then and then shall the end come. So let me get there to it. Matthew 24 and 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world for a witness to all nations. And then shall the end come. The end's not coming before this gospel of the kingdom is preached unto all nations. You cannot circumvent and get around the word of God. And Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom must be preached, or will be preached, into all the world. Shall be preached into all the world for a witness. The witness of the gospel of the kingdom is signs and wonders and miracles. Uh, it is in Hebrews 2 and 4 where it says, And God also bearing them witness uh, with signs and wonders and diverse, uh and miracles and diverse gifts of the Holy Ghost, as you yourselves also know. Philip had many signs and wonders in Samaria. He had many miracles in Samaria when he went down there and preached. And I'm going back over there. Uh Let me see if I can find it. Uh Acts 8 and verse 11. And to him they had regard, because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. It's talking about Simon, that come against Philip. And verse 12, But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip, and wondered beholding the miracles and the signs which were done. Are you hearing me? Are you listening? Uh, Verse 5 of Acts 8, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voices came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed and there was great joy in the city. This is a move of God. This is what an evangelist is supposed to do. This is where God ordered Philip's steps and when he went to Samaria and preached and had this great Moving of God that moved the whole city, then Peter and John came down when it was noised abroad, uh, at what had happened. Then, uh, in verse 14 of Acts 8, now when the apostles which were in Jerusalem Heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent it in Peter and John. So they sent Peter and John down there. There was not an established church in Samaria. Philip came preaching Christ. He came preaching uh, the gospel of the kingdom. There's no other gospel that can be preached other than the gospel Of the kingdom of God. And it's what we've got to labor for. It's what we've got to get back to. But to get back to it. We've got to get back to the foundation. We've got to get back to the right foundation children. We've got to get back to where the church began. At the day of Pentecost. We've got to get back to that. Working of the power. We've got to get back to that working. Of the Spirit of God. So I want to go to 1 Corinthians. And I'm going to the 12th chapter. And I know you've heard me preach this many, 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 many times. uh, Out of the 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. So I'm going to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter and the 12th verse. For as the body is one and hath many members... And all the members of that one body, being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. That Spirit is the Spirit of the resurrected Christ, which is the Spirit of truth, which is the Holy Ghost. You cannot have people running around saying they've received the Holy Ghost and everybody be preaching contrary and running off in different directions, doing something different. The Spirit of God is one. There is one mind. In the first chapter of First Corinthians, Paul said that you have the same mind, the same judgment, and speak the same thing. Paul dwelt many times with the fact there should be no division and no schism among the body, but we should walk in unity. They, they, you can't have the mind of Christ and 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 others have the mind of Christ and everybody be preaching something different. <coughs> it's what Paul dealt with in First Corinthians, the first chapter. He said, "Is Christ divided? Christ is not divided." He is not divided. He is not divided. And so you cannot preach something different than what is being preached by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. If you do, you've learned something wrong. You are in error. You are not walking in the spirit of truth. See, people want to take their doctrines and traditions, they want to take what they've been taught, by the heat of command and they want to preach it as the gospel and the doctrine of Christ it will not work and it has not worked and it's left the church powerless and there's been so many do's and don'ts brought into the church to people don't know what to believe I have never seen such cynicism and skepticism that's in people's hearts today because so much is preached, people do not even know what to believe anymore. We've got to get back to the foundation. We've got to get back to the foundation of the Spirit of God that uh, was poured out on the day of Pentecost. And so, on. Uh, let me get back here to chapter 12, of First Corinthians, where I was reading, and Paul goes on and talks about the body. And then when he gets down to verse 27 in 1 Corinthians 12, he said, Now. Ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And this is what Paul teaches that God has set in the church. I don't know where your church is. I don't know what you attend. I don't know what you believe. But God has not changed the foundation of the church from the time he set it at the day of Pentecost. He has not changed it. And Paul said this in 1 Corinthians twelve twenty eight. 28. Uh, And God has said, some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets. Why did He say first apostles? Because it is the apostles that teach the foundation. They lay the foundation. Uh, I don't care what your calling is. I don't care what you claim. I don't care how much of anointing you claim to have. You have no business going out and starting a church if you have not been called into that apostolic ministry. If you haven't been called into it and ordained to it and you have not been given the unveiling and are starting to receive the unveiling of the mysteries of Christ uh, and you have the ability to teach people to bring them together in prayer in seeking God that the spirit of Christ can come in and reveal itself and sanction its truths uh, with signs and wonders and miracles I don't care if you've got a business card and a three piece suit and you call yourself apostle if the signs of an apostle do not follow you If the signs of an apostle do not follow you, if you are not sticking strictly and straightly with the teaching of the word of God and I'm not talking about men's doctrines I'm not talking about men's traditions I'm talking about the word of God as it says in Ephesians 2 and 20 for we are built uh, upon the foundation of the apostle and prophets Jesus Christ himself uh, being the chief cornerstone uh, and this is what has got to be taught people have got to get back uh, to fighting for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Uh, And God has sent some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, and diversities of tongues. Verse 29, are all apostles? No, they're not. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No, we're not. Are all workers of miracles? No. These gifts and anointings were given to individuals that were called in specific ministries. It is not for every lay member of the body of Christ to have power to go around working miracles. You may... You've got the Holy Ghost in you. If something needs to be done in an emergency and you call on the name of the Lord... I believe God will answer you, but for you to have that ministry, being a lay member, no, these ministries are designated. You really go back and study the second chapter of the book of Acts, and it says great signs and wonders and miracles were wrought by the hands of the apostles. Read those first four or five chapters, and it will tell you that it was basically the apostles that had miracles. In Acts 6, Stephen had great miracles I, but he was a man of faith and a man full of the Holy Ghost Philip had miracles it was his calling I don't know that uh all what Stephen was called to do because he was put to death but he was called uh, in, in more than just to uh, take care of the natural needs of the church or he would not have had this gift of miracles and healings. So God is trying to lay out the foundation and restore people back to the foundation of the church. Restore us back to the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Get us to get in and fight for it and contend for it. And then he goes to verse 30. He And Paul is asking a question right here. Have all the gifts of healing do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? No, they don't. And yet, the main doctrine and teaching today of the Holy Ghost is not this. It's not the ministry gifts that work in the church. It's not the nine gifts of the Spirit that work in the church. It's do you speak in tongues? See, doctrines and traditions of men have got people off track. They've got them off track into focusing the On one thing of man's teaching, and and like I said, I've been in this 47 going on 48 years, and I've dealt with all kind of doctrines and traditions, and I cannot stand to be riding down the road or something and come up on a car that has a bumper sticker that said uh what did you do when you received the Holy Ghost and it says I spoke in tongues well I will guarantee you uh, that when and then it's got Acts 2 and 4 on it uh, I will guarantee you when you received what you call uh, uh, the Holy Ghost or what you believe to be the Spirit of Christ living in you that you did not speak in the tongues that were spoken on the day of Pentecost because every one of them were natural tongues and dialects there were people gathered there, there were devout Jews gathered there from every nation under heaven, where they had been scattered, where they had been raised they were Jews by their religion but they were born in these countries and they spake the native tongue, they grew up speaking the native tongue, did they learn Hebrew, did they learn Greek Yes, but they spake the native tongue of their nativity, the country where they were born, their nativity. And that's why on the day of Pentecost, that's why, children of God, on the day of Pentecost, that they made this statement in Acts 2 and verse 7 and they were all amazed and marveled saying one to another behold or not all these which speak Galileans the men and women in that upper room that hundred and twenty were Galileans they had many of them had had traveled with Jesus the apostles had traveled with Jesus Uh, first John the epistle said they've handled him they've touched him they've ministered to him but they traveled with him they were all from that local body they had learned all these languages and then it goes on in Acts 8 and says and how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers in Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia in Pontus and Asia Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt And in parts of Libya and Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So they weren't speaking in heavenly tongues. They were speaking in natural languages, but they were declaring the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. They were declaring him uh, uh, to the people. And they were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another what meaneth this? Others mocking said these men are full of new wine. So uh it was a phenomena. It was something that God done there. But he put it together so they would hear the gospel of Christ. So they would hear. And I've read to you out of First Corinthians twelve, and I want to go back to uh Ephesians four, uh, where I was talking about being uh, Paul being the prisoner of the Lord. Uh Ephesians four and one. Therefore, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. People don't even know they're calling. They're all over the board. There's people that are called for specific ministries and they're trying to occupy other offices. You've got to learn to abide in your calling according to Paul's teaching. If you're called to be an evangelist, be an evangelist. If you're called to be a pastor, be a pastor. If you're called into an apostleship, you've got to grow into these callings, children. You don't just... Uh, somebody don't just minister to you that you're an apostle or you're a prophet and then you just step into this calling. It takes learning. It takes edifying. It takes seasoning. Uh, when Paul was called into it, uh, let me see if I can get to where I want to go here. Uh, I've mentioned this many, many, many times. Paul, Romans 1, uh First verse, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated under the gospel of God. Paul says there in that first verse that he is called to be an apostle. Okay, in 1 Corinthians, first chapter, the first verse, Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother. Now when you go to the book of 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, the first verse, this is what it is written. Paul, I'm sorry, I got back to the, uh, well, okay, now uh, it brought back up First Corinthians. So I'm in Second Corinthians, first chapter, first verse. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. So in Romans 1, Paul said, I'm called to be an apostle. In First Corinthians 1. And one, Paul said, I'm called to be an apostle. In 2 Corinthians 1 and 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. So he had grown into his calling. He had come into wisdom. He had come into understanding. He had come into knowledge. So uh we've got to come back to the faith that was once delivered to the saints. We've got to come back to it. I still haven't got where I wanted to go the last two weeks, which is Ephesians, the fourth chapter, dealing with the structure of the body. Uh, And and Paul uh, went on and said, I got the uh, first verse in, I'll just wait until next week. I want to pick up on this, and I want to teach on the structure of the body of Christ. I want to teach on the foundation of, Because we've got to get back to that foundation. We've got to get back with what God is pouring out and has poured out. We've got to get back to government and power and authority being manifest and revealed in the church. This is Brother Better. May God bless you. I pray you've enjoyed these teachings. I pray God's working something in you. And hopefully uh, once we come out of our meeting in Fort Payne, I'm going to be able to set down on our YouTube channel and begin to preach on this foundation, begin to preach uh, on this doctrine of Christ uh, and begin to lay the foundation like it was laid in the early church. I want to uh, get it set in order. God is a God of order. He's a God of decency. And it said, let everything or let all things be done in decency and in order. God does not get out of order. But I will tell you today, the church is out of order and it's got to be set back in order for the power and the gifts and the anointing of God to be revealed. It's got to be put back in God's divine order. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing that can be done about this, children. So uh it's God's will. It's God's word. It's God's way. And it's got to be brought back and restored that's why I've been preaching so long on the restoring of the years. And I pray God bless you. I pray he strengthen you. I pray he help you. And I want to thank all of you that we are hearing from. I want to thank those of you that are supporting this broadcast. I know many are listening, and I would encourage you to support this that people can be get back on the foundation that they can be restored back to the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And when I say being restored back to the foundation of the apostles and prophets, I'm talking about a whole lot more than just water baptism. I'm talking about being restored back to uh, those teachings of Jesus, those epistles that Paul has revealed. So please join us here This next week at this same time, may God bless you and I thank you for listening.